and welcome to another edition of the UK Law Weekly Podcast with me, your host, Marcus Cleaver. This week we are going to be looking at the case of Anwar and Advocate General for Scotland. The citation for this case is 2021 UKSC 44. This week we are looking at an employment law case. The appellant, Miss Anwar, originally brought the claim against her former employer and her former line manager for workplace and work-related harassment on the basis of her sex, race and religion in breach of Section 26 of the Equality Act 2010. From her perspective, the good news was that she won that claim and was awarded nearly £75,000 in damages, but unfortunately she was not able to enforce the award because it is alleged that her previous employer deliberately dissipated their assets in order to avoid paying compensation. In this case, Anwar submits that she should have been able to obtain the interim remedy of arrestment of funds by relying on her tribunal claim, as this would have essentially freezed the former employer's bank account. The problem is that while the tribunal can hear the claim, it does not have the power to grant diligence, which in Scots law is the term used to describe forms of debt collection, including the arrestment of funds. With this in mind, Anwar brought a judicial review against the government, where she argues that it has failed to properly implement two EU directives, known as the Equality Directives, because there is not sufficient interim protection in place for successful workplace and harassment claims. Anwar lost in the lower Scottish courts, and so now she appeals to the Supreme Court, which is where we pick things up. There are two key principles that underpin EU law, and these are the principles of equivalence and effectiveness. While the principle of equivalence means that domestic remedies must be equivalent to remedies under EU law, the principle of effectiveness means that member states must not render the exercise of rights granted under EU law to be impossible or excessively difficult. With that in mind, the first question for the justices was whether the Court of Session or the Sheriff Court has the power to grant a warrant for diligence on the dependence of an application to the employment tribunal by a worker who alleged unlawful work and workplace-related discrimination or harassment on the grounds of sex, race, religion or belief. In the end, the Supreme Court held that those Scottish courts do have the power to grant a warrant for diligence in those circumstances. This applies even though they are not the employment tribunal and those courts do not have the power to determine the merits of the claim itself. Following on from this, the judges then had to decide whether the fact that an applicant in the employment tribunal has to request a warrant for diligence from a completely different court breaches the principles of equivalence or effectiveness that we talked about earlier. The principle of equivalence is easy to deal with because whether this was a claim based on EU law or a claim based on domestic law, there are no circumstances where the employment tribunal could grant a warrant for diligence. As such, the principle of equivalence is not breached here. The principle of effectiveness does raise more interesting questions because there is an argument that, in order for the rights to be effective under EU law, the tribunal that is hearing the claim should also be able to grant interim measures without a claimant having to go to a different court. The justices considered a number of factors that face a claimant in this scenario, such as extra court fees, preparing additional documentation, and the increased exposure to costs, and concluded that these are relatively modest and do not breach the principle of effectiveness. 
Furthermore, these hurdles are proportional given the potential disruption the freezing of assets could have on a business. There was also an argument that the principle is breached because the jurisdiction of the court to grant interim measures is not expressly stated in legislation and instead derives from case law, but it was held that this does not affect the clarity of the requirement. For the principle of effectiveness to be breached here, the rights derived from EU law have to be impossible or excessively difficult to exercise, and that is not the case here, so the appeal was ultimately dismissed. Overall, I'm inclined to agree with this decision because that standard of effectiveness is a pretty low bar for member states to overcome, and so while it would have been inconvenient for Anwar to seek a warrant for diligence, it was certainly not impossible or even really difficult. Nevertheless, I think that this system is problematic because of the way that it impacts access to justice. One of the key things to remember when it comes to employment law is that there is very often a wide disparity in economic power between the parties, more so than in other areas of the law. Whereas employers tend to be businesses with a significant annual turnover, employees are merely individuals, and in these sorts of cases, it is not uncommon for them to have lost their job and not be making any money at all at the time the case goes to tribunal. As such, a labour law generally has to accommodate this by ensuring that employers cannot simply bully employees using their economic power. There are a number of ways that this can be done, but an essential feature is easy access to the justice system. That is a big part of why we use tribunals in this area of the law. The thing is, when you bring a claim to a tribunal, you should be able to sort everything out there without having to go through the complication of petitioning a different court for interim measures, as is the situation here. We saw from the facts of this case that employers can be unscrupulous, and even go so far as diluting their assets to avoid making a payout. So it is really important that employees can not only bring a case, but can also enforce remedies as well. Here, the system has failed in this regard, and even if that is the precedent established by case law, it is something that legislators ought to look at to establish a fair balance of power. Before I finish today, I did just want to give a special shout out to Sam, who left a five-star review of the podcast over on iTunes. They said, I have been listening to this podcast since the start of my law degree, during my role as a paralegal and into my studies on the LPC. Marcus's ability to summarise complicated judgments on every topic is both skillful and very welcome. Thank you, Marcus. Well, thank you very much, Sam, and I appreciate your review. If you have time to leave a rating and a review, that makes a huge difference to me. I did notice recently Spotify has now added a rating system as well, so if you listen on that platform, then I would appreciate your support there. Anyway, I'll be back with another episode next week, but for now, bye!